Are you buying things just so that you feel better about yourself? Welcome to the No Boring Stories podcast. You know that you can use storytelling to captivate your audience, clarify your message, and grow your business and impact like never before. That's why I'm here each episode bringing you transformative stories, expert storytellers, and my signature storytelling tools all to help you tell a better story. Because there's no such thing as boring stories, just boring storytellers. I'm your host, Alex Street, and my first job was picking dandelions for a penny a piece. I made $7.83 that day. Today on the show, we've got money and mindset coach Nikki Ferguson. She is helping people make the most of their money and find freedom using financial strategy and massive mindset work. Oh boy, she is here to help share her story of going from somebody who was mindlessly spending through patterns of spending and then not having enough money at the end of the month, even though she was making a lot as an accountant and a teacher. And now she's here to help us work on our mindsets so that we find worth in ourselves before we find worth in what's in our bank account. Self-worth and net worth. Nikki is here to help you develop all of it. You're going to get a ton out of this episode. If you have struggled at all with your money mindset or your spending habits, stick around for this one. If something stands out to you in this episode, then please share it on your social media to make sure that other people can experience the same kind of transformation. Rate and review this episode on your favorite podcast player and know that I know you could be anywhere else in the world right now, but you're choosing to be here and engage with these not boring stories. And for that, I am so grateful for you. Now enjoy this conversation with me and Nikki Ferguson. Let's get into it. Okay, welcome back to the No Boring Stories podcast. I am Alex Street, and this is the place where there are no boring stories allowed to be told. And thankfully, Nikki is here for us today to share her story, to talk about her not boring story. And we're going to have a little conversation about uh, some of our favorite stories as well. Nikki, how are you doing today? I am doing great. Thank you. It is so good to have you here. Uh, We have had some conversations in the past about your story. I am so excited because you are like really in in what some people would call the middle of it. I mean, we're always in the middle of it, I think. Uh, But but really in this moment of change and transformation, like right now. Right. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes, I am. (laughs) (laughs) So we will get into that. But just give us a little teaser. Like, how does that feel to be in the middle of a a major transformation moment in your story? Like, what's the general, you know, I wake up and I'm nervous. I'm excited. I'm I'm free. I'm what is what goes through your head any given, you know, Mm. hour? (laughs) I think the biggest, uh, now last night I started getting a little nervous, but the biggest uh, feeling that I've had is just like expansiveness. Like there's no limit. Um, Yeah. Just like anything can happen. (laughs) Because you made a choice or like what's Again, we'll get into the details of Mm -hmm. this. So this is a teaser, but like the expansiveness shows Mm -hmm. up when, when, when you take control, when you do what you know needed to be done, what, why expansive? Yeah. Um, honestly, I think that I was holding myself back, um, Mm -hmm. for the longest time. I didn't recognize my own 
power. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And it just feels good to like step into that and know yeah. that I'm capable and willing to take a risk and to bet on myself. So Ooh. yeah. Okay. So now, I mean, people are in <laughs> like, they're like, wow, I want to hear this woman's story. Let's get into it. But uh-huh. I think first, I, I just want to touch on, on what you, you've told me are some of your favorite stories. And actually, I mean, it just goes so well with exactly what you just said of stepping into mm. your own power of, of not holding yourself back. Mm-hmm. Um, you said, you said Moana yes. is one of your favorite stories. <laughs> Gosh, love I Moana. love, That's I my love favorite. her so much. The line in one of the songs, the, the call isn't out there at all. It's inside me. Mm. That, that like mm. has shaped I don't know when the movie came out, but since that came out, I remember sitting in the theater and crying because that's what I do as a dad and a Disney dad. Like, that's just (laughs) what happens. Um, I can't hold it back. And so when she belts that out, Mm -hmm. I've I've carried that line with me. And I think Mm -hmm. for, you know, for us to know, we're so busy looking for something out there Mm -hmm. and looking for like, how do I respond to the call? Like, do I do I go this direction or this direction? And the only direction that we need to go is to look inward. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And whoo. Yes. <laughs> I'm feeling it right now. But here's the other one. Mm-hmm. Um, here, you said Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix mm-hmm. specifically. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Why Why book five? Ugh. Why that one? That one is the one that most, like, I remember sitting in the floor of my bedroom crying, reading that <laughs> book. Specifically at the, I mean, spoilers are allowed here. Like Spoiler specifically alert, when Sirius died. When Sirius like, died. This boy who had no one, I'm going to mm-hmm. cry talking about it, mm-hmm. <laughs> had no one. He finally found a family and then it was ripped from him. And I'm, mm-hmm. re- I'm really about to cry. Um, I'm very emotional as well. <laughs> but I really get into Safe stories. Space. Yeah. Um, it really affected me. Um, and I felt. I was just in it. So mm-hmm. that is, I mean, and it was a cool little like change of scenery, the order of the Phoenix mm-hmm. as well, where they're in that like house. So you can't really see it's not really there, yeah, but it yeah, is yeah. there. And like all that fun stuff. Um, so yeah, that one is my favorite. So I am, I mean, I'm an, I'm a Harry Potter nerd. Like I, I've read it. I, mm-hmm. My claim to fame, at least here in my house is that I've read it out loud to, uh, like three times through the series and I do all the voices. I wow. do all the things. Like, I mean, I could, we could be sitting at the dinner table and I start, they're like, talk like Luna. And I'm like, well, I think now's a good time to talk like Luna. We could do that if we need to. And what that might not have actually been it right now, but uh, for the <laughs> sake of conversation, um, that would order the Phoenix has been like my least favorite. Every time I read through it, no. I'm like, I get to the middle. Now I'm with you. The end is, it is. Things come together and it is mm. masterful. Mm-hmm. But there's like 150, 200 pages in the middle that could just be ripped out, I feel like, <laughs> and the story would still be powerful. And that's, I'm like this, like whenever I'm reading through, I'm like, my goodness, uh-huh. we got to get, okay, another chapter. Okay, here we go. All right, we're going to the freaking Yule Ball. I don't know why we're doing this. Okay. Or no, that's not, that's in Goblet. But still. I, uh-huh. <laughs> I just think it's amazing that you see that one as the most powerful. Oh. And I'm sitting here going like, ah, I think it's the weakest part of the story. Oh, man. And I think that's 
that's the freedom that we have. Mm-hmm. And, and, and as you said, there's something there that connects you to that, mm-hmm. that I sit back and I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, I guess that's what happens. Yeah. And so you're like, he finally finds a family. You're getting emotional talking mm-hmm. about it. And I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah, but you know, the journey to get there is kind of boring. So <laughs> what is it? Let's just chat, chat about that for a second. Okay. How come you can be so drawn to that, that book? And I, you know, would rather it not even be a part of the series. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, what is that that draws some people into a story so deeply and others just sort of turn their turn a blind eye? I don't know. I would say relatability, even though I've grown up with both parents. So it's not like I've ever been in Harry Potter's shoes. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I do think that's what draws us in a lot of times to. um stories but maybe I've somehow felt alone like a loner and just I don't know yeah. <laughs> I don't know no, never I'm, thought about I'm that re- okay <laughs> beautiful and this is it right this is yeah this is what I'm all about is trying to help us see mm. the, the power truly in the story it's no it's by no mistake that that's what it is and you know that JK Rowling is like telling her own story throughout and and, and the reason that Harry Potter has become the best-selling book ever is because, yes, it's about an 11-year-old boy and it's coming-of-age story, but no, it's about a person mm-hmm. who has nobody, mm-hmm. who is locked up in a closet under the stairs and then becomes, ha- finds a family mm-hmm. and finds his purpose. Yeah. And isn't that how we all feel mm-hmm. and have all felt mm-hmm. at some point? Is yeah. We feel like we're the only one going through this where do I belong? What's my purpose? What do I do? And then as you go forward, you realize that, oh, wow, I've got somewhere to be and I've got someone to be with. Mm-hmm. And what do we do? We lose those people and it's devastating. Yeah. And and I think all of that, you're bang on. It's the relatability. There's something about it that makes it stick. That, mm. um, I mean, for me, it's the next one. It's it's Dumbledore. When, when he goes, <gasps> good night. I'm that out. one's but, rough too. <laughs> But specifically, there's there's two lines I cannot get through without weeping. Oh, I, no. I can't do it. And it's in it's in book seven. It's when he talks to his mom and his dad. Mm-hmm. And and she says, Lily says, you've been so brave. Mm. That's I can't even do it right now. <laughs> we'll both because cry today. I just, <laughs> yeah, I just imagine my mom saying that. And, and, yeah. and, and his dad saying, I'm with you no matter what. Like, I, mm-hmm. I just can't because I lost both my parents you know, within two years and then started reading these books. And I was like, holy crap. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. So, I mean, you're bang on. So, so good. Mm-hmm. Should we just have a Harry Potter podcast? Should we just? I mean, that? right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. I can talk about Harry Potter all the time. Yeah, I know. I think that's being done, but it doesn't mean mm-hmm. that we shouldn't do it. Seriously. Still, uh, Nikki, let's get into your journey as okay. we have touched on a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, first, let's get, tell me, what is it that you're doing now? What's, what is the thing that you, you feel like you are stepping into your own power and really feel free and, and strong and powerful, uh, brave doing what, what is it that mm. you do now? What's the main work that you bring? So I'm a money and mindset coach, uh, and I help women really find freedom in their finances. So we, we go through like the, the money work. And then there's also a lot of mind work because it's always deeper than money. Right. Um, mm-hmm. as with anything else. So that's, that's what I do right now. Um, 
I feel like. And, and so like what happens when, so you help women find freedom in their finances. Mm-hmm. Like paint that picture a little bit for me. What does that actually look? Is it just like, oh, finally I can go and like, I can buy the shoes I want. Um, uh, or is it about not feeling attached to the, what, what does that actually look like for, you know, Tina who's <laughs> feeling <laughs> like money is tight? Oh, um, yeah, it feels like peace of mind. Um, so part of it is, yeah, being able to go buy the shoes if you want the shoes. Um, and another part of it is being able to not stress, not have sleepless nights thinking about, um, how you're going to pay the bills next week or how am I making so much money? And like, Mm. I have nothing to show for it. And like the shame and the guilt that comes Mm. with that, um, that's, you know, I work with people who make good money, but they have no idea where it's going. And it's really um, frustrating. So, yeah. So when it's, so you say mindset, but that sounds like budgeting to me. Yes. <laughs> there is, is budgeting. It the sa- and is it the same thing? Mm. I mean, essentially along the way. Not to get too much into the weeds here, into the business, but like what... I love what you said there. You like, they don't feel shame. They don't feel guilt. Mm-hmm. They're not staying up sleepless nights, wondering mm-hmm. where it's going. We're making mm-hmm. money, but, but where did it go? Yeah. So you're actually like, well, let's talk about how you feel about money. And then we'll talk about how you use the money. Is that right? Yeah, we do both. I mean, as yeah. you're budgeting, things come up, yeah. right? And it's like, if, you know, I'll make suggestions or what do you think about this? And we have to work through like money stories and money beliefs. People have like, drilled in their brains from past programming um yeah. things that are said in in society or things that have said been said to them specifically or yeah. how they grew up um we're we're just like programmed all this stuff that we've learned when we were younger and it's hard to break out of that so you really have to break those patterns um it's really similar to people who like will have like uh, emotional eating, you can also have mm-hmm. emotional spending. So I can make a budget, like easy. I'd make a budget in two hours, right? For right. somebody, but it does not matter if I make a budget, if it's not going to be put into effect. It's like being a personal trainer and saying, okay, here's yeah. your workout. And then, then do the workout. Right. <laughs> but the person doesn't believe that they're good enough for it. So yeah. Do it, so, yeah. Um, okay. Brilliant. I mean, love it. And I think mm-hmm. I, I've done specifically a bunch of money mindset work over the past few years, even when I didn't know that I needed to. Um, I was kind of forced into it mm-hmm. and started to go, holy crap. I, oh my goodness. I, I don't, <laughs> like, I'm not thinking <laughs> healthy about this. Where does that come from? And then doing the work and diving yeah. in and seeing um, how it showed up in my story and, and how I can, um, embrace that as my mm-hmm. story and then change from it mm. and and say, no, I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to create a different legacy here um, from one being poor, broke, feeling bankrupt, feeling scarce. Um, so, so you're in this place, you're helping people do this. You're helping mm-hmm. people find freedom um, from guilt and shame around and around money. Like where does that begin for you that's what i would say like where you're at and feeling powerful feeling like you're stepping into your power is exactly the thing it sounds like you're helping people do mm. where does that where does that begin 
for you, this feeling of like, I need freedom. I want freedom. I, 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 I crave it or I live it. Is that like mm-hmm. from childhood, teenage years? Like, what is that? Where does that show up first? Uh, I will tell you this time I first like realized it and decided, okay, this, this is not it. Um, <laughs> I, ha- I had a good job. I was a teacher and I was making good money and I was like, you know, just buying whatever I needed. And then one day, so could- wait, how, how many years ago is this? Probably about four, four, four or five years ago. Okay. So mm-hmm. put a pin in that. Okay. Because I want to know, like, that means that there's at least, I don't know how old you are, but let's say at least two decades before uh-huh. that uh-huh. of who you are and mm-hmm. how you were shaped. So that that's what I'm, first, let's like set the table there and say, like, what kind of person were you? Um, okay. when it came to, okay, you know, again, whether it's specifically in finances or mm-hmm. more, more to do with this feeling of like mm-hmm. empowerment and freedom, like where does that Okay. Okay. Show I see up? what you're asking me. Yeah. yeah. Um, I was a very shy, quiet mm. child. I was afraid to make a peep. <laughs> really? Really? I was, yeah. Afraid to like, I mean, if you talk to me now, you're like, you have no idea that how I was. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was, I, I don't know. I was just scared mm-hmm. to be me. Um, I thought oh. nobody cared what I said or what I had to say. Um, I was, you have, I mean, like, I did. Siblings? Did, I have a younger sister. Okay. Yeah. So I'm the oldest. Um, but I, uh, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. Because, yeah, and you're, like, afraid to to make a sound. You're afraid to be seen, afraid to, like, stand out. Yeah. Like what? And, I mean, I did really well in school. I made good grades. And that was, like, um, I guess that was my accomplishments kind mm-hmm. of thing. Um, and that was my, I don't know, my personality. <laughs> I would say personality. Like that was- but that was me. That was like your voice, like letting your accomplishments speak yeah, for themselves. Yeah, I or guess something? so. Like it, as, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So was sorry. It, what what was hap- Like if you did mm-hmm. show up, or if you did speak, like was there a time when like you did and were and like you faced a consequence for it? Do you know what I mean? Like not necessarily yeah. like well, you were punished, but like mm-hmm. somebody made fun of you or something. Like what what was that? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, I was very small, um, Mm. like a very small child. Uh, I'm still only five feet tall, period. Um, (laughs) so I had, I don't know, like I got called names and stuff because I was Mm -hmm. little like shrimp and half pint and that, then it really, really hurt me. And so that was like big insecurities and stuff. Right. Right. Um, yeah, I don't know that speaking out. I don't know that I ever had the the courage to speak out. It's what's fun, what's funny to even know that that was whether I would get, you know, punished for it or whatever. Yeah. No, but I think that's it, right? So you you're you have this this physical presence that then mm-hmm. is noticed and kids just pick on whatever mm-hmm. they can see or whatever's surface level. So they they choose that and then all of a sudden or maybe not all of a sudden, but over years of that, you embrace that as the story is like, okay, well, this is who I am. So I'm going to, 
I'm going to be, since I'm small, I'm going to be, be small. small. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, so why would you, you know, to raise your voice would make you big, would make you stand out. And that's not who you are. Yeah. It wasn't. And you start to think, you start to believe. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, and so were there people around you that started to encourage you like, Hey, like speak up. Like it's, it's, it's okay. You can, you can say hi. You, you don't have to be so shy or anything. Like was, was there anybody kind of with um, that voice in your life? Yes. I think, you know, in my adult life, in my like early adult mm-hmm. life, um, I'm 38. So I'll tell you how old I am. So like my mid twenties is when I really started, um, my friends are like, just, just talk. And I'm like, it's mm-hmm. not that simple. <laughs> like, it's not, I didn't understand. Yeah. Like, I didn't know how to, I don't know, have conversation. I didn't know how to like approach people or, you know, um, put myself out there. It felt really awkward and uncomfortable and like, yeah. I'll just stay here in my shell. <laughs> well, this is the thing. This is why I, I love that you're saying this because there's mm-hmm. so many people that feel that, that know that exact feeling that you're talking about. Mm. My friends, I know exactly that are mm-hmm. saying that of like at some point or even still they, they might show up for a time, but ultimately they're living with that sort of, it's not that easy. Yeah, it's not. We have people that, that have not been in that space, that feeling, yeah. that vibe, they don't know, like I'd been, you know, 25 years, mm-hmm. that person. I didn't know how to come out of that. Now I will tell you, you that, like, go ahead. Yeah. Okay. I was, I was going to say, did, like you said to go into your shell, like, is that just, is it safer in the shell? And it, it yeah. which would mean that it's, well, it's like, risky to speak um, up. I will tell you something I real I didn't realize, but um, I was working with a holistic spiritual therapist, and um, I, I said something about being confident, and she's like, "What's the value in not being confident?" I'm like, "What do you mean? There's no value. Like that's not." She's like, "Nope. What's the value? Like there's value in it if you're not being confident." Hmm. And um, I just said, "I'm not. I won't look stupid." So if I don't say anything, I won't look stupid. And then nobody mm-hmm. can make fun of me. Mm-hmm. Right. So yeah. I think that's, that was a lot of what kept me quiet because I didn't yeah. want to look dumb. <laughs> and this, oh my goodness, this is so good. Nikki, thank you for sharing this because this is, as I say, it's like your story is connecting with someone right now. And mm-hmm. that's, that's, that's what's so beautiful about this. And that's why it's worth it to go back to who I was, this mm-hmm. part of the story to define this and say, oh yeah, look at that. Mm-hmm. I was afraid to make a move, to mm-hmm. speak up, to, to mm-hmm. make it, to make a decision, like to, to really sort of step forward in any way. Because if I did, you said I might look stupid. stupid. Mm-hmm. So you think of all the people out there who are feeling that and are holding themselves mm-hmm. back, even though they may know, you know, I've got something to do or I've got something to say, but yeah. the, the risk is too high that I'll right. look stupid. And, th- and then what, how do I come back from that? Yeah. If you're like me, you might be showing up consistently, but you still feel all the fears and frustration of public speaking. 
I used to hold myself back because of this, but now as I show up more authentically than ever, I'm making more impact than ever, and I wanna help you do the same. That's why I created the Fearless Speakers Academy membership, a safe space where you can not only identify the exact fears that are holding you back from showing up, but also work on all the greatest tips and tricks that I've learned over 30 years as a performer and 20 years as a public speaker to captivate any audience. So you can show up with confidence online, on video, on a podcast or on stage wherever you find yourself today to use your voice and stand out from the crowd. In this membership, you'll get two live group coaching calls from me every month, as well as ongoing support through the community and all kinds of worksheets, downloads, challenges, and bonus offers along the way. It's only $15 a month. And if you go to fearlessspeakersacademy.com slash no BS, then you'll even get the first two weeks free to give it a shot and see just how much value is in there. Again, after that, it's only $15 a month. I don't think there's a better deal on the planet. Go to fearlessspeakersacademy.com slash no BS so that you can face your fears, make speaking magical, and tell a better story. So then, of course, naturally, you get into teaching, you said? I was a teacher. <laughs> yes. I was an so accountant. So something and doesn't then I was add up teacher, there. Okay, so. there we go. That that makes more sense. So that you've got this quiet uh-huh. personality. So uh-huh. you go into accounting. So I want to say something because I haven't shared this and I don't want it to seem like a, a opposite thing. I was this shy person, but I was also a cheerleader. Um, and I feel like that was almost my outlet Mm -hmm. to be able to shine, so to speak. Mm. Um, so I did do that. I was a cheerleader competitive in high school and then in college also. So I had that. And so it's, it, it seems like it doesn't go together, but it did for some reason that was like, go ahead. Were you lifting or were you being lifted? I was being lifted. Yeah. So you're soaring like 12 Mm -hmm. feet in the air. Yeah. Well, like, were you actually doing like flips and stuff? Like you're actually like being like. Yeah. Yeah. I could do flips and stuff. Yep. All that. Come on. (laughs) That's crazy. (laughs) (laughs) And, and shouting like. Yes. What do whatever. Yes. But so was everybody else was too. Like the rest of my squad, you know. (laughs) So, so you could shine in that, but you're shining Mm. as part of a. Part, part of, of the squad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So right. So so, and this is a this is an outlet for you. You're like, it okay, was. I can I can sh- I can let something out here. Mm-hmm. So I guess the question then, you know, would be did, like, did that feel more you? Yeah. It, were? it felt amazing. Like I still miss mm. it. When I watch the gymnastics or yeah, gymnastics Olympics. I'm like, uh, right. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> that <laughs> yeah yeah that's like yeah. me i mean watching yeah like i go to the i go to the theater because i used mm-hmm. to be right and mm-hmm. an actor and so i go to a theater every time mm. i like i wait until all the audience leaves uh-huh. the rest of the audience um and i i take just a couple minutes to like stand in the theater and just look at the empty theater i'm like ah that stage oh it's so good but 
so crazy. There's something about it that when you feel it, you're like, oh, that's so beautiful. Like I just, mm. I see what went into that. I know what that is. And I know mm. how, you, how alive you feel when you're in that. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, I got to figure out a career. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you lead, so you lead into numbers. So went into accounting. Um, math is nothing. I've always loved math. Okay. I know most okay. people don't. So I'm like that person. Um, my, that's just how my brain like worked. Yeah. So I didn't mean to go into accounting. I had to take accounting for another, um, I was in a sport management major cause I was a cheerleader and I wanted to, I don't know, own a cheerleading gym <laughs> which yeah. now I don't know. So I'm in, in accounting. <laughs> I don't know what I was doing. I was in college. Okay. I was 18. Um, <laughs> yeah. Anything sounds good at that stage. Right. Like, like I don't know. What's, yeah. That sounds fun. So I took, I had to take intro to accounting and my accounting professor was like, you're really good at this. You should do this. Hmm. And I was like, okay. And so, I, did, I mean, I thought about it. It wasn't like a split decision. Sure. But I was like, yeah, I enjoy this work. Like this is something I could do. And, um, I could get a job. Like I went through all those steps. Like, is this a smart decision to make? Is, right. you know, is this going to give me a paycheck? And I was like, yeah, I don't know why I thought accountants made like big money, <laughs> but staff accountants did not. I learned when I graduated. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I graduated, I got a job as a staff accountant at a CPA firm and I just, I couldn't do it. I was locked in a cubicle not locked in it but Mm -hmm. metaphorically I was in this cubicle in this windowless office from sun up to sundown um Mm. working 10 hours a day and I was like I can't do this I can't do this I felt like caged animal um With and that's so, like soft sound of phones ringing every now and then and, yeah. and keyboard clacking. Tap, 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 tap. The copier whirring. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, my God, this is not it. This is not it. Um, so, yeah, then I went back and I got my master's in teaching because I thought I want to, um, you know, I want I want to be impacting the world. I want to make a difference is what I said. I want to make a difference. Um, so it's that's- so good because you're like, okay, accounting, because I mean, you start out with like a, a cheerleading gym or something like that, where you're like, <laughs> I want to, I want to create the same experience that I had for other right. people mm-hmm. essentially is, is what's going on there. Mm. And then you're like, all right, accounting, because you said, I don't know, it seems smart, I guess it's, was this a smart decision? Mm-hmm. And is this going to get me a paycheck? Okay, fine. Yeah. And I mean, it's so funny because it ultimately because a professor was like, hey, you should do this. So there's this like influence and Mm. leadership there Mm -hmm. that is amazing because he did see something in you Mm -hmm. and you should do this. But it actually influenced you towards the thing that was like not kind of like it was the the smart. It was the safe decision. Safe decision. That's exactly it. Mm -hmm. And so you're like, I don't want. I just wonder if there's like a, I want to go back. I, I can do what that professor did, but to like, is it about seeing, like to impact the world? Are you just, are you simply, are you merely educating teaching two plus two is four? Or was there an element of this where you're like, I want to see kids and help them see themselves? Like, was there? Mm, 
Do you want yeah. to I, so my, like we had to write a whole educational philosophy when I was in school and yeah. my, my big thing was like, I want, I want kids to know how big the world is and what they're capable of and that there's more to life than maybe what they know. Mm. That was my, that was my thing. I wanted them to know like the, the world is more than, you know, what you've seen or what you've experienced or even what your parents have told you in some cases. Yeah. That we, you can have more, you can do more, you can be more um, because you are who you are. So yeah. And I just left teaching, but my biggest thing that I, that I, I just made a post on Facebook about it, that the most important thing I taught those kids was a growth mindset. And which um, is, and this is like, what, 15, 12 years ago, 10 years ago? How long ago was this? Um, I did it for nine years teaching. I mean, just even the, the language of growth mindset, I know like for my kids, like that's mm. been a pretty new development. Yeah, mm-hmm. over the past, I'd say maybe five years in school where they're really focusing on that and focusing on mental health and mm-hmm. and really ex- trying to expand that beyond simply the textbook yeah. and go to, no, how are you thinking about things? Yeah. And that's a that's a cool seems like a, that's a that's a rewarding and, and an exciting time to get into teaching when that starts to become the shift and mm. the focus and here you are saying like that that was the most important thing I could do it was, was teach them the growth mindset it was um yeah <laughs> that was definitely the most important thing because the kids are they're different you know kids are different they're all not amazing readers they're not mm-hmm. all amazing mathematicians some of them could draw better than I could even think about drawing right but maybe they couldn't read a book so yeah to me it was just like okay you know this is great you're great at this so if they couldn't read I'd be like oh well, let's look and see what you you can do what you're capable mm-hmm. of and um, well, that's, that's what I'm curious about, like in your story, right? How do you mm-hmm. develop, where did that develop for you? Where, like, you know, you said you were a really quiet mm-hmm. kind of, I'm not going to stand out. Mm-hmm. I, I guess, were you, were you putting that effort rather into observing and, and kind of seeing people in that way, instead of speaking up, I'm going to watch and I'm going to learn and I'm going to see, do you know what I mean? Like what? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, what I think really got me out of it is, um, starting personal development, um, a long, a long time ago, I joined like a network marketing company. And that Mm. is the biggest thing that I've taken away from it is like, it taught me how to taught me about personal development, which I didn't, I never knew was a thing like, you know, self-help books, like, we don't do that you know which now I do <laughs> I'm like more right. and more of those right <laughs> yep <laughs> um so I think that that is really what helped is getting into community with other people who have more of that kind of mindset um yeah. watching them learning from them because if you're you're always spending time around people who think the same way that you do if you're not thinking the way you want to then hmm. your your mindset is not going to change. You are the average of five people, right? The five people you spend the most time with. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really think learning that, getting into personal development, you know, like going to conferences, meeting those people, reading the books, listening to podcasts, 
you know, all of that, just like a right. combination over the years has brought me to here. <laughs> and right. So here you are teaching these kids about growth mindset at the same time that you, you, your mindset is growing. Mm -hmm. And let's now come back to where we started, you know, maybe 15 minutes ago, 20 minutes ago, when mm -hmm. you were about to tell me about what happened four years ago mm -hmm. um, and how that shift got you, as you said, to where you are now, like, what was it? What showed up? What happened? Um, so I got a credit credit card statement that I realized I couldn't pay. <laughs> and it was because I kept buying things. I kept um, putting, and I, I'm not talking little things like a shirt or shoes or here. Um, I was like constantly like paying for um, my worth. <laughs> mm. Let's put it that way. I thought that I needed the more like if I could pay somebody to work with me. I could pay for somebody to um, do this. If I could buy this course, like I would finally become worthy if I did X, Y, and Z. Mm. Um, and I didn't realize that at the time, but I did like finally have to have like a come to Jesus meeting with myself and be like, Nikki, you've got to stop spending money like this this is not, it's not doing for you what you want it to do. Um, and so like, I, I cut it off. <laughs> I was there, what, so is this one credit card statement that mm -hmm. you were like, I can't pay this. Mm -hmm. Was there a conversation around that, that anybody else was involved in? Or was it like you sitting at the kitchen table, opening mm -hmm. that up and you know, this, the yeah. world freezes moment. It's just me. I'm, I'm single. So like I pay my own bills, like pay my own bills. Somebody else in there for you. Telephone bills, <laughs> pay my automobiles. Come on. That was the first thing I thought when I said that. I was like, oh god, independent. <laughs> um <laughs> yeah, no, I didn't have that conversation with anyone. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that was a problem like I had that I had is that I was always looking for validation and always looking for somebody else to give me permission to do something or to make decisions. And I had to you know, do this on my own. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I, it's, I'm, it's so real, authentic, relatable. Mm -hmm. Um, here you are. I mean, come back to Harry Potter. Like, it's just no yeah. surprise. Like here you are, you're alone. You're trying mm -hmm. to figure out, okay, who's going to give me permission? Who's going to mm. draw, who's going to allow me to do this? And, mm -hmm. Again, you look to that, maybe what's so relatable, right? Is you're like, I, somebody, you know, I'm, I'm asking for permission from all these people, all these coaches, books, mm -hmm. whatever it is. And there's mm -hmm. always somebody else to give me permission. And then when that somebody else is gone, in this case, the program is over or the yes. book is done or, yeah. I, oh, they, they're not actually my friend. They're just, a, oh. Yeah. Um, like I was just paying them to do that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and then you realize it's just me. Yeah what do you, oh. what do you do then? How, how did, so, so how does that then turn into you now being the one who gets to be that for other people and help them see their worth? Like what's that, what's mm. that shift? How does that turn? How does that build to become what it is now? Yeah. So my, <laughs> I have a podcast called wildly worthy because yes. that's where I went with it is, um, self-worth and net worth um mm. is what I help people with you know money and mindset 
so yeah for me I just had to like that was just I don't even know how it came to be where it is now but that was my moment when I was like I can't I've got to start believing myself and I just like I said in the beginning now I'm betting on myself like I've yeah it's time to start trusting myself and my decisions and like just believing that it's possible for me and not just mm. other people um, mm -hmm. has really been huge. Just allowing that thought to even come in my mind because that is a money mindset thing or a story that people will have. And I had is that like, that's, that's possible, but not for me, mm. for other people. Right. Other people going to like, that's somebody else's life. That's not my life. Yeah. Does it feel like you're, you know, go to cheerleading. Does it feel like you're, you're stepping forward on the mat, the spotlights on you now and everybody else is in the, like, does it, does it feel like that? We're like, okay, I'm actually like, it's my, like, not, it's my turn to shine, la di da, <laughs> but you know, cause that might not be exactly the feeling that you want, but is is that what it is? Does yeah. it, is there a sense of that where it's like, yeah, no, it's me apart from them now. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Or is there a different team? Is it, does the team just look different? <laughs> the team is different. Um, okay. Who's the, who's them? Yeah, that's a good question. I, I just, <laughs> I think what I'm really getting at is do you feel like you're stepping into the spotlight? I do. Well, I, like yes. your voice is being heard. Yes. Your voice is raising up. You're standing I'm, up. You're standing out. Absolutely. I'm being a lot more visible, which is great. Is great. It's very, and I'll also let's use the cheerleading stepping on the mat, like before a competition is also like very vulnerable. Like, oh, mm -hmm. everybody's looking at me. I better not mess up. <laughs> right. Right. But now that's what I thought then. But now I'm like, you know what? If I mess up, I mess up. I'll do it again. We'll try again. You know? Um, so what is that transformation? Because that's the key. I think you mm -hmm. just said it right there, right? From where we, mm -hmm. from who you were as this person who was afraid to step up, afraid to speak out, because if I do and I mess up, I say something wrong, then mm -hmm. I will look stupid. Then you go through this life mm -hmm. of, checking off the boxes, doing what feels right, even though it was terrible, and then going mm -hmm. to like, no, I want to change the world, and I'm going to influence these kids with a growth mindset, and I'm going to, oh, crap, I can't take charge of this, my, or I haven't been responsible. I need to take charge of this myself. And now you're like, if I fail, I'm stepping on this mat, I'm stepping up, and I'm showing up. Even though I can fail, mm -hmm. now... I know that I can get back up again. It's like from reluctant mm -hmm. to resilient, from mm -hmm. like stepping, staying back to stepping out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's Why, funny that how? you said resilient because that's a word that I've put on my, my heart, <laughs> not on my wall, but I've resilience mm -hmm. is something that I've really dedicated myself to is that mm -hmm. keeping going, even when it gets hard, um, even when it feels like, Nobody cares. Nobody wants to hear yeah. what I have to say. Cause that is something yeah. I used to say to myself. Nobody cares what I have to say. Nobody wants yeah. to listen to me talk. Um, so I think just keeping going and also like there's a shift in like, I don't care as much about what other people think about me. Cause I think that was, that was really big for me back 
then is caring so much about what someone else is going to think when I made a move, when yeah. I said a word, you know, um, and I just don't care as much anymore. And I think part of that is just like growth and like realizing that somebody doing better than you is not going to look down on you. Hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. So people well, who, it's, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. People, just people who are really in it and who are really doing, um, the thing, right. Are not going to look at you trying and be like, oh, look at her. Like, what is she doing? Right. It's going to be somebody who's not willing to, to go there, to do the thing, to do the scary and hard thing. Um, because they're not there yet. And, I don't know. There's almost like a piece with me about that. Like it's like, I feel for them. If somebody is, you know, saying bad things about me or judging me or whatever, like it's not a like, Oh gosh, I'm, I'm, I'm terrible. It's more like, Oh, I wish they knew. Hmm. Right. I mean, let's come back to the, the bullying and all of that. Mm. Like this is just the beauty of the whole Mm -hmm. story and seeing it really come around is like, so they, they're, they're telling you something, they're saying something to you that you're embracing. And now it's like, no, if I could just go back, mm-hmm. I, I would step up in the power that I have in this small frame and, and mm-hmm. voice and, and I would speak up. Um, and, but ultimately I would look at them and say, like, I'm more powerful than, you know, mm-hmm. I've got more than you could ever understand. And if you just saw that in yourself too, then you would know and you would, you yeah. could feel this. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I think, you know, part of it is like, I wish they could feel this. Yeah. I wish they knew how powerful they are. And then they wouldn't, you know, they would know they would be here too. You know, it's so beautiful. Mm. I love it. I I think, (laughs) I mean, it's, this is, this is it. This is where I just, I'd love this story work. I love Mm. exploring this. I thank you for going in and, Mm. And really bringing us into where you've come from and how you've changed and how you transformed. Because ultimately what this does, Nikki, right, is say Mm -hmm. now anybody that was in that space, specifically thinking about their finances and how they're handling Mm -hmm. that. But it really is more about growth mindset, just just worth Mm -hmm. overall. Mm -hmm. People who are feeling reluctant to step up, who are feeling like they need to stay back. You have been there. Mm-hmm. And you have transformed to become somebody who is stepping up, taking the risk, uh, and and showing this constant resilience. Um, and so the invitation is: if somebody is feeling reluctant, well, then you can help them mm-hmm. develop that resilience. And and I think that's just so beautiful. Yeah, thank you. And so if somebody wants that and they they want to get in touch with you, they can find your podcast, as you said, Wildly Worthy. Where else should mm-hmm. they uh, start a conversation with you? Um, I'm also on Instagram, probably most active on there. I'm wildly underscore worthy there. Um, or you can email me, hello at NikkiFerguson.com. Brilliant. <laughs> Any final thoughts before we uh, we wrap up this phenomenal conversation? Uh, just thank you. Thank you for having me on, for letting me tell my story and for doing this work you do. Obviously, it's such a joy. I love it. (laughs) Anytime that I can just get people on a call and talk about Moana, Harry Potter and see the value in their story. I mean, is there a better way to spend a Wednesday? 
I don't think so. Nope. Absolutely not. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so very much for uh, showing up and being authentic with us today. Thank you. Thanks for listening. This has been No Boring Stories. I am Alex Street, and we are just getting started. I'd love to know what you thought of this conversation, so please feel free to reach out to me on my website, on Instagram, or in the Fearless Speakers Academy and share your thoughts. In the meantime, honor this conversation, go out in your life, and tell a better story today. We'll see you next time.